following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, two out of three ain't bad on a Tuesday inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco is Mickey Spagnola. But where, oh, where is Everson Walls? Yeah. I am Bill Jones in my, inside my own studio. Everson had a, uh, I think, a prior commitment. I think he was doing some judging for a school thing. Um, so oh, it's kind okay. of, I, I think right. it's a, so no, he, he's volunteering to do something, so. Yep, I, I didn't know if the NFL decided that uh, he <laughs> uh, he needed to stay out of his own personal uh, SWBC mortgage studio until tomorrow. Right, uh, and they'll open back the facility again. I like your I like your <laughs> opening. Two out of three ain't bad. Was that a was that like a meatloaf song or something? It was it was something like that. That's right. Yeah. And in fact, it could apply to the Cowboys' schedule going <laughs> forward. If the Cowboys were to take two out of three coming up here, and it would be, of course, at Baltimore. We'll get into the rescheduling on that next Tuesday, tentatively right now. And then at Cincinnati and San Francisco. Can you imagine where the Cowboys will be in the NFC East standings if they can just win two out of their next three games, Mickey? Uh, they probably would, they, they could very well be in first place by themselves if you look at the other teams I think they, and no who they doubt. have to play, right? That's, that's right. That's exactly right. That's what I did late last night after Philly lost to Seattle. And dropping them to three seven and one, uh, just a step ahead of the Cowboys at three and eight, and you've got the Giants in Washington atop the division at four and seven right now. And I'm searching for it as I speak here. Who do they play this week? It's an ominous schedule for the NFC East this week. Aside from Dallas playing at Baltimore next Tuesday. You have it at your disposal there, Mickey? I, I do I not, can find but I can, it in a heartbeat. I can call it up in a minute. I, you wrote I it had down it last and, week, and you as lost a matter of fact. It. Oh, I, man. I, I wrote it down, and I just tried to remember when I wrote it. You know, we had a lot of shows to fill here the last couple of weeks, and I wrote it down to make a huge point, and I guess it was longer ago than I thought in my big blue Dallas Cowboy notebook here, where I log all the games. So I'm going too far back. But anyway, one of the teams plays the Packers. Anyway, as I find that, the uh, it's, it's so pretty I incredible. It. I, I did the I math uh, before going to bed last night. I did the math on it. Go ahead, Mickey. The Giants are, are at Seattle. The Giants are at Seattle. That's a loss. Okay, and Washington. And without their quarterback, although right. that might help them, Colt and McCoy then starting. Washington uh, plays Pittsburgh. They're at Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh. That's right. right. That's a loss. So, okay, so let's carry it forward. The Giants then fall to 4 and 8. Washington falls to 4 and 8. 
And what are the Eagles doing? Well, it doesn't matter who the, the Eagles, Eagles are playing, right? The Eagles are playing the Saints. All right, the Packers. Okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry, the Packers. Yeah, I got ahead of myself. At the, at the Packers. At the Packers. At the Packers. So they fall to 3-8-1. and one. So let's just say, okay, so that, if the Cowboys were to shock the world and win at Baltimore, which will now have Lamar Jackson next Tuesday, okay, they would be at four and eight in a tie with the Giants in Washington for first place. How about that? They would be all three of them would be four and eight, and Philly would be a half game behind them. But let's just say, just for grins, that Dallas doesn't win that game and they fall to three and nine. Let's take it forward to the next week. Philadelphia plays New Orleans the following week. All right, okay? that's a loss. Let's say they fall to three nine and one. The Giants play Arizona. Okay. Could be. Arizona fully capable of beating the Giants. And so they fall to what would that be? Four and nine. Right. Washington plays at San Francisco in Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and and the way San Francisco is playing, San Francisco beat the Rams on Sunday. I mean, they are as many injuries as the 49ers have had. They are what a terrific coaching job they're doing out there, Kyle Shanahan, and getting that team uh, geared up to play each week. Uh, but let's say San Francisco beats Washington. Okay, they're now four and nine, and the Cowboys are playing at Cincinnati. So if the Cowboys beat Cincinnati, they would then be tied with um, the Giants in Washington. And then the following week, the following week, Philadelphia plays at Arizona. The Giants play Cleveland, and Washington plays Seattle. These other three teams in the division may not win a game until the last couple of weeks of the season when they start playing each other. Till they play the and Cowboys. In fact, <laughs> in, fact, <laughs> in fact, the Giants in Week 16 play at Baltimore, and Washington plays Carolina while Dallas plays Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, this thing, crazy as it sounds, this thing... And as devastating as what Thursday seemed like for Cowboys fans, the way that thing ended, this thing is far from over in the NFC East. So now, having said all that, can you piece together an offensive line that can help the Cowboys score more than (laughs) something in the teens uh, in these next couple games? That'll be the key, right? Because chances are All right, we're, they're probably saddled with the same guys they finished the Washington game with going forward in these at least these next two games at the tackle position. Okay. All right. I, here's what I'm looking at. With the schedule of the NFC East teams, if you can just be within a game going into the last two games against Philadelphia and the Giants. So if you can get Zach Martin back for the last two games, you got a shot. To win this division at five and eleven, I'm telling you, it's possible. So, uh, and I got, a, I got a, <laughs> uh, I should have brought my NFL hat today because uh, I got a bone to pick uh, with the NFL. Okay. So, they've pushed these games back, right? For for Baltimore, uh, the Cowboys, uh, they end up playing Tuesday, right? It's a night game at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the next game they play is at Cincinnati on Sunday. So two road games in a row, right? Uh, Two games Mm -hmm. within six days. And 
if you think about it, since they're playing at Baltimore, a night game on Tuesday, Wednesday's going to be a wash for the Cowboys. Because by the time they get back on their charter flight, it'll be 3 o'clock in the morning here, or close to it. So Wednesday's a wash. you got Thursday, Friday. Saturday, you're flying to Cincinnati. All right? But how about this? Baltimore, because they've caused this whole thing, they get to play at home mm-hmm. on Tuesday night. So they, you know, if they want, they can be in bed by midnight. Their next game, it's a Monday night game. Wow. So they get an extra day rest after these games had been pushed back. And somehow that, to me, didn't – now, they're on the road, but it's not that far. They're at Cleveland. But it's a Monday night game. So they've got an extra day to prepare for their game where the Cowboys get cheated out of an extra day to prepare for their game. And they're there, no fault of their own. Now, Jerry was asked this morning on his show if he thought they would push the uh, Cowboys-Cincinnati game to Monday night. And he didn't sound hopeful. He didn't really want to answer the question uh, because I bet in his mind he's thinking that's what needs to happen. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I saw... He was the, playing it close to the vest because because uh, all things are, are subject to change right, right. now. And then, so there was no reason for him to go out and say uh, and make a statement about it, you know. But the NFL's statement about all these games was this. These decisions were made out of an abundance of caution to ensure the health and safety of players, coaches, and game day personnel and in consultation with the medical experts. I wonder if they asked the medical experts if it's a good thing to play two games in six days and both on the road mm-hmm. and, and not have the normal preparation time. Like, do the Cowboys have to start spending time this week preparing for Baltimore and Cincinnati? Because they're going to get cheated out of a day of preparation and a day of rest uh, going into that game. So you got to hope whatever they can store up this, this week getting ready for a Tuesday game uh, will last them for uh, getting short-sheeted uh, going into that Cincinnati game. Well, and the other part of that is you're coming off two games in five days, all right, and then your next two games would be, now that granted it is 12 days later, but your next two games are two are two games in six days. Yeah, so, so four games in... Someone much smarter than me would, would and who knows about how athletes recover from, or NFL players recover from a game, how much that taxes a body to come back on short rest uh, for your next game. It's one thing, every, every team in the league does it once during a season, but to do it twice in the span of a couple of weeks, I don't know. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, and I mean, I understand what, what's going on in Baltimore. I get it, and it's part of this year. But again, you know, they, they are responsible for their guys, and their guys are responsible for their actions. And they admitted it, that, that it was their guy that did it. Yeah. And they, they, they disciplined the guy who started it there in and it's still And it's still going. One of their staff members. Yeah, and it's still going. So mm-hmm. they've had uh, – I, w- I was reading a story. They've had 22 players test pos- positive or get identified for high-risk close contact over the past nine days – you know, we've been doing this for three or four months, and all of a sudden, 
uh, you know, it, it, it breaks out. Uh, and and e even, what, they had somebody test positive again yesterday that uh, they wouldn't have available. Yep, so I saw 20 on COVID reserve. Yeah, I saw yeah. they had like 38 guys that were eligible to play, uh, uh, I guess I was going to say tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night's Wednesday, right? I, I've lost track of the days and the order of things. But, and it's know. an afternoon game. And because an afternoon the, the game. White House. The, yeah. <laughs> the Rockefeller Center uh, tree lighting is uh, well, on NBC tomorrow that, night. And we can't way. preempt that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe they didn't realize it, it was the Cowboys, by the way, because going forward, I saw uh, a note on Twitter, if I can trust it, that the Cowboys-Redskins game was the most watched NFL game so far this season. The Cowboys-Washington football yeah, team okay, game. Yeah, okay, I got it. Was the, was <laughs> so it was the most watched. Yeah. Isn't it annually the most watched, the Thanksgiving 330 game? Well, maybe everybody was making up for and They knew they couldn't watch another game you afterwards. Know, you know, I... I, and I haven't seen those ratings, but I would not be surprised if those numbers are higher than they have been. You know the way they, the way they do the the TV ratings. It's your, it's you know you basically have to be at home and have your your TV turned on. And there wasn't as much travel this year, and so more people were at their home where they uh, would be monitored for uh, the, the ratings. Right. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if the ratings were higher just because of that. Uh, and there's not... Uh, and they're not going over to you know to mom and dad's house maybe to watch and so instead of using one TV you're uh, you're using three TVs so that's a good anyway. point yeah so well there's a lot still to get to from that Thursday game because we just had one show uh, since yeah. then uh, and we talked about some of the uh, some of the aspects of that game but. How about we start with, uh, before we go to break, we just got a couple of minutes before break, and we were talking a little bit about this uh, prior to coming on. You know, in the NFC East, it's been 16 years since we've had a repeat winner. And when you look at what's going on in Philadelphia, you know, obviously here in Dallas, the Cowboys have as many problems as anybody. And so this is not casting stones at someone else, but they really have to be uh, disturbed with what's gone on, and and they've had injury issues too. I understand that uh, in Philadelphia, but uh, what's going on with Carson Wentz and and the Eagles right now? I think it's pretty safe to say, as jumbled up as it is in the NFC East, we're probably going to have a, another different winner this year in the NFC East. I think it's going to be New York, Washington. Or Dallas. <laughs> no, no. Well, think about it. So all three teams right now are basic, and, and I don't know how you want to count Alex Smith, right? But all three of those teams are playing with backup quarterbacks. That's right. Because uh, it looks like uh, Daniel Jones is out for at least a couple weeks. Uh, yep. and, and the way he looked going down... So I think they it was a calf strain. Is that what I what I or a hamstring? I can't remember which. Um, but again, yeah, that looked bad. Uh, I know Alex Smith is a starting quarterback, but he hasn't played. And if you look at 
you know, his performance against the Cowboys, I mean, he was dinking and dunking underneath, throwing to the running backs, the tight ends. You think the Cowboys' defense might have caught on to that at some point, by the way, because he certainly wasn't stretching the field. Uh, their defense may give them the, the best shot, the, the way they're playing defensively. Uh, because up they're front, sure, yeah. yeah, they're 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 not lighting it up and, and and playing up front against you know the NFC East teams that are basically all seem to be having problems on the offensive line. All right, and keep in mind that the you know the Giants had one of their tackles opted out uh, to start the season, and they they're starting a rookie at uh, at left tackle and. <laughs> Cam Fleming at right tackle. But I laugh because you saw the Giants game on Sunday, didn't you? I, I at did. At the end yes. of the Giants game? Yes. Uh, the penalty on Cam Fleming? I don't know uh, if I watched almost, all the way to the end. Yeah. There was, there was a penalty. The Giants basically put the game away. I believe it was a pass to the right side. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, Cam Fleming was called for a hold. It was away from the play, and I thought of you and your love for Cam Fleming at that point. And now, as it turned out, they wound up uh, winning the game anyway. But he, they came close to losing because of the Cam Fleming holding call. Um, and because I think, well, I can't even remember the specifics of it. But anyway, you, um, you but they've had issues on their offensive line. Yeah, Washington, you know, Washington might be the the healthiest on their offensive line, but you know they're still, you know, they lost Trent Williams, uh, who is their mainstay. He's now in uh, elsewhere, and so. Uh, and then Philly and Dallas, it's been well documented the uh, injury issues on both offensive lines there. So can't have enough All right, offensive. So much tackles. more to get. Okay, and I want to go back to that 37-yard touchdown run okay. when we come back here it. on Mix Shots in just a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. 
Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back, back, back. To mixed shots. You can now support your beloved Cowboys from anywhere. Open up AT&T's Fan Zone feature inside the Cowboys app and record your personal cheer and referee signals. You'll receive a personalized mosaic and may show up on the AT&T Live FX video board during the game. As we welcome you back here to uh, Mix Shots. And so when you were donning, uh, Mickey, you're donning your uh, your referee's uh, hat, it was in regard to what the NFL is doing uh, with the Cowboys' schedule, right? Yeah, absolutely. There wasn't something else No, I didn't on. see. Okay. I didn't right. see So you threw a flag so on them egregious. for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. All right. I'm still at a loss on the 37-yard touchdown run that put the game away the other day. And, uh, you know, when it happened, I went back on the TV copy, you know, I'm watching on my back porch because I was socially distancing (laughs) for my brother-in-law who was here much too long over the weekend. Uh, (laughs) That was a joke. Uh, he, he exceeded the 48 hour rule. He exceeded the 48 hour rule that is normally in effect. But he thought he could stay because he's already had COVID. Anyway, and he wasn't a threat to me, he thought. Anyway, so I'm on the back porch watching the game. And I said, I see that touchdown run. And I backed it up four or five times. Going, what defense are they in? And, uh, and then going back and looking at the coach's film on it, I just, I just don't understand it. I, I do not understand why they would be in that defense in that situation. Third, uh, third and six from the 37 right. with 330 left in the game. And Washington hasn't shown a propensity in that game or any time to throw the football to a wide receiver. There's a tight end on the field. There's two running backs. They're in 21 personnel. And you've got six defensive backs. Jalen Smith is the only linebacker on the field. It didn't appear, I thought maybe on the previous play, did, did Van Der Esch look like he had hurt himself or anything? I didn't see anything like that. Van Der Esch played over 60 snaps uh, in the game. and and but, but even more than that, the alignment is you've got, they had a pass rush alignment on the field in that you had, uh, at Randy Gregory at right defensive end. Yes. Alden Smith inside at tackle. Correct. Ty- playing basically a three technique. Tyrone Crawford was between the guard and center, basically your one technique. And Demarcus Lawrence as the left defensive end. And you had Jalen come up to the line of scrimmage in front of one of the best guards in the NFL, Brandon Sheriff. And all it took for Sheriff to knock. Smith, I mean, he bailed at the time of the the snap, but all it took for Sheriff was to it was to get his hands on Smith, and he wasn't going to get be able to get over there and stop. But it was a huge hole there uh, to the left of the center, and I'm going, what? And and besides the fact that there's no safety help back there, but there was nothing on the second level, and I'm going, why? Why would you have a defense like that? In that situation, no, you're you're absolutely right, and I had I had written down 
uh, on my notes, two running backs, one tight end, one linebacker, and the linebacker was on the line of scrimmage. So off the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage, the closest guy to the line of scrimmage, uh, one of the safeties, so they were at the 37. One of the safeties was at the Cowboys 28, and the other one was at the 23. And the two cornerbacks were playing man. So they're out of the play, right? Because they, they're, they're, they're watching uh, the wide receiver. The tight end was uh, kind of uh, in the slot off the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, there, it, it, once he cleared the line of scrimmage, basically there was no one there to make a tackle. One linebacker. And I, 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 I don't and, get it. And, and all you got to do, even if you don't uh, – even forget about – identifying that they're in a dime defense. Just identify the personnel on the defensive line. They are in a defense that is designed to rush the passer. What Alden Smith does is not play run defense. It's pin his ears back and get after the quarterback. And that's why you would put him in that uh, inside position so you get your best pass rushers on the field. And so, but it just, it made no logical sense from a Washington perspective why they would throw the football in that situation because they want to run the clock. They don't have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Now with Mahomes, as he showed the other day, you can, you can, uh, you know, throw to Tyreek Hill and it's, it's, and get that first down to end the game. Uh, and it's much more effective than running the ball because you can, you've got the best quarterback going right now. Uh, but, uh, anyway, it's just it. I was beside myself, and I think, it, and and that it was a game at that point. Still, it was twenty-seven to sixteen. Um, so, anyway, no, no, I I absolutely uh, agree with you uh, on all that, and and I I'm not sure where uh, the Cowboys were with their timeouts at that time, but still. I think they had used one. They had used an early timeout, and so they only had oh, two timeouts was, left. There was two timeouts left. They used the first one on third and one at the forty-three, uh, and uh, and then they. Which is all the more them. reason that they're right. going to run the ball. Right. You're not going to throw an incompletion and hand them a timeout. And and what they did after that first down, first and ten at the Dallas forty-one, it was Barber up the middle for a yard. Uh, Alex Smith scrambled and made sure he stayed in bounds three yards. And third and six at 37, they're, they're, they're going to run it again. And, and you had, you right. had and, one, and, two, and, three, four, five, And if five, they don't get the six, first down. Six DBs if, on if the they field. Don't get the first, yeah. Right. And, and if they don't get the first down, the other reason you're not throwing it, you're not going to take a chance on a sack. Because if you run it and you don't get the first down, you're in field goal range. Right. And you can expand the lead to 14. Or if you want to, you can punt them down to, and make them drive you know, 90-something yards. Or you can go for it on so. fourth down and run again and, and, and drain some clock. Mm-hmm. So, so the, yeah, so the personnel right. on the field, the, the Washington personnel on the field did not dictate a dime defense. And the situation did not dictate it either. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know what, you know, what the research showed that in third and six, uh, when the other team's up uh, two scores, is it two? Yeah, uh, that they're they're going to throw the ball. 
No, they're not going to throw the ball. Mm. It's it's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, did you hear Jalen Jalen Smith yesterday? I I, I just caught to, pieces uh, of it. I didn't hear the whole thing. Right, and uh, I, I did. I caught pieces of it as well. But uh, in one answer, he alluded to. Uh, he was asked about the two runs and the run defense, and uh, he was talking about how you just you got to. Uh, no matter what you're up against, you got to, you know, for instance, on the fake punt, you got to be able to uh, man up and, and take care of business, and we didn't do it. And and then in specific, he specifically said sometimes the other team's call is better than your call. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and But as a player, you have to be able to uh, overcome that, you know. And so he kind of alluded to the 37-yarder there. And then he was re-asked about that and basically echoed the same comments, whatever. I mean, he wasn't throwing anybody under the bus, but just the fact that he even mentioned sometimes their call is better than your call uh, would indicate that the players were scratching their heads themselves over it. Yeah, and you know, and 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 it was almost, you know, kind of similar to what they did on on the other touchdown run uh, right after the uh, the fake punt that didn't work, right? Um, Mm-hmm. If I if I remember correctly, um, and I've got it right here, it's like they're they're once again the Cowboys you know in their nickel nickel defense. Now it looks like they, I, I thought they had two tight ends on that play. Um, it, it and I can't tell right away. I've got it up here. They're too small. But it looked like there was two tight ends lined up, uh, and, and the Cowboys are in nickel. And it's like, ah, they're running right over you. At some point, you need another linebacker out there. And there was a couple plays mm-hmm. like that, too. I saw someone was posting plays, and it was like, well, look at this. And I'm, I'm going, no, point out the fact that they only got one linebacker in the middle of the field. And, and it's, you know, that, that is hurting them, and it continues to hurt them. But what do mm-hmm. I know about defense? Well, and uh, and then you're, you, the last two opponents, you're playing against opponents that are are going to run the ball more than they're going to be able to beat you with the pass. Both Minnesota, I mean Minnesota's got some weapons, and Kirk Cousins has had a decent month in November. But obviously they got Dalvin Cook, and they they go with uh, two tight ends and a fullback a lot of times, and uh, and you still weren't using. Uh, three true linebackers uh, in either one of those games. I mean, when when Sean Lee was on the field, it was spelling Jalen or spelling Vander Esch. Yeah, and then if you... Lee had 18 snaps. Right. And then I was going to point out, you know, when you're in those alignments like that and your defensive end doesn't win on the edge, I mean, that's what happened on uh, on that, that, that other uh, touchdown. Uh, Alden Smith got blocked. He was coming up field, and the linebackers got caught in the wash in the middle, and there was nobody, nobody. The closest guy, uh, the Donovan Wilson, you know, is lined up at the 10-yard line, and the ball's being snapped at the 20-23. It was like, well, that's too much space there. There's no way he can make up for it. And then the other weird thing that happened uh, on that play was the the – the uh, the wide receiver to the outside left runs a crossing pattern, and the cowboy and I'm guessing it's Chidobe Awuzie. 
He never saw the play. He fouled him across the field. So their last line of defense out there would have been Awuzier, and he's coming across the field with the wide receiver, and he doesn't realize it until Gibson is at the 18-yard line, and he's on in the middle of the field with the wide receiver at the Cowboys' 14. And there's no way he can get there. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, the, the run defense. That's been just one of the scratches. I, I, makes me well, scratch my I, head. Well, even even when they're when they have the right personnel on the field, or when they have two linebackers on the field, at least uh, the Cowboys have had some real issues being able to identify uh, with their eyes uh, and being able to identify where the play is going. And and I don't know how much of that is. Film study, how much of it? I mean, there were a couple of plays uh, in this game where Vander Esch, it looked like he couldn't see. He got blocked or uh, his vision got blocked where he couldn't see where the play was going, so he was caught out of position. We're seeing a lot of that uh, this season, a lot more so than what you normally see. Yeah, and it looks like what Washington did basically is they they let the the, the defensive end kind of run himself up off the up the field out of the play, and then they double team both of the tackles, uh, and it's clear sailing. And on this touchdown run, the extra guy, which was the nickel guy Lewis, he's on the other side of the field, so they they, they ran to the weak side, and the Cowboys didn't have enough guys over there especially when the linebackers, mm-hmm. if you had one more linebacker, you could spread out, but they don't like three linebackers on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, there's such an emphasis on getting to the quarterback <clears throat> that some of, the, some of the basics of playing run defense get lost, it seems like. Yeah, especially when – where's my notes? Especially when they ran for, what, 208 on you the first time? And then the second mm-hmm. time they go for 182, five yards a carry. I don't know. Yep. It's uh, you don't win very. I mean, as much as you have to to be able to pass the football in this league, uh, especially when you when you fall behind, you got to be able to stop the run and get that football back for your for your offense. Uh, anyway, it's. That's been a that's that's been a difficult thing. Or when, especially you now the, the teams go for it on fourth down so much. You know when you get I mean four down territory starts at about your own forty yard line now, and uh, if you can't stop the run, then uh, you're going to be in a hard you have a hard time stopping teams. So I mean if you think about right, it, if we you continue think, if you think about it real ahead. quick, Bill. Uh, they've had teams go for 153, 307, 261, 208, and then 182. I'm glad you looked that up because that's what I was going to do during the break. <laughs> mm. I mean, that's just unacceptable. You just can't give up those those kinds of uh, rushing yards. You know, and it's a minor so. miracle they beat uh, they beat uh, Minnesota because they they gave up. Uh, well, that was the one they actually st- – uh, uh, Pittsburgh, they stopped for 46, but they gave up 125 against Minnesota and still managed to win the game. All right, so we've got a, a longer week ahead now since the, the Cowboys don't play until next Tuesday. When we come back, I'm going to ask you, what is the biggest need or maybe a couple of big needs the Cowboys need to uh, acquire 
uh, whether in the draft next year or, or however they acquire it to uh, shore up the defense. What what position? So let's let's explore that when we come back here on mix shots in just a moment. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. To mixed shots. Ho, ho, ho. Santa is back at his Dallas Cowboys cottage at the Star in Frisco. Appointments are available now to take your socially distanced holiday photo with Santa through December 24th. Save $5 when you book by December 4th. Book now at thestarinfrisco.com slash Santa. When did you think we were going yes, to have appointments f- with to meet Santa on Christmas? <laughs> well, that's what it, that's what it's come to this year. Yeah, I'm just I'm just happy Santa is uh, is healthy and you know because uh, he falls into that category that uh, he's got to be very careful and so we need to make sure that that he is safe as well. Uh, so he'll have well good, protected. He'll have good airflow. That's right. Yep, you got to have that good airflow and uh, and all that good stuff. So okay, going to be good to see him out at the Star in Frisco. All right, I was going to ask you about the Cowboys defense mm-hmm. and what needs to happen to shore up this defense in the short long term, meaning after this season. What do you think the biggest needs are on that? Cowboys defense, keeping in mind, and we haven't, and I haven't studied all of it. I just off the top of my head know that there's several of those DBs who are in the final year of their contract, and we know what's going on up front on the defensive line. 
and what the situation is at linebacker. With uh, and so there's your three levels. What what do they need? What more than anything? Probably one of each. But if you're just asking me uh, on you know a first round pick or just what they need, uh, you know with a Xavier Woods contract up, a Wuze's contract up, Jordan Lewis's contract up. Uh, to me, cornerback uh, is going to be very, very high on that list. I think after that, uh, you know, you got to, you always got to keep looking at linebackers. Um, you, you know, you're, I don't know what's going to happen with Sean Lee. Remember, he only signed a one-year deal, and I don't know if this is the end of the road for him or not. But after you get past the two guys that were starting, I don't see somebody that's just going to step in and be that uh, other linebacker. You know, Joe Thomas is a nice guy to have, uh, but they probably need some depth there. Uh, and then the defensive tackle position. You know, I know they spent a third-round pick on Neville Gallimore, but uh, if you're going to create a rotation there, uh, you may need some uh, some more help uh, in the middle of that defense where they tend to get exposed. Uh, so uh, if I can say one of each, um, uh, I think that that's probably, uh, probably the way to go from a priority standpoint. You know, you, okay, you, you need safeties. I, I understand that. But to me, it, it, it's, it's cornerback, linebacker, defensive tackle. You know, the interesting thing at, uh, at those positions, to find an impact defensive tackle, I'm talking a first-year rookie impact defensive tackle, you almost have to get them in the top ten. I mean, it's got to be that kind of a player who's who uh, has that kind of athleticism and uh, otherwise. And, and Gallimore, I think Gallimore was a solid pick in the third round. But he's not going to make that big of an impact. A third rounder is not going to make that big of an impact uh, his rookie year. And uh, now he's you use him, and Gallimore is going to be good to be used in a rotation and so forth. But if you're looking for it, really an impact guy, if you've got like a top ten pick, that's where you might be able to find a guy like that. A corner you can if you got a later pick. A corner you can find there. And as far as the linebacker position, I think as much as anything. Uh, you know, it, it, depending on what scheme that uh, Mike Nolan is 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 running, uh, if you're just going with two of the uh, traditional linebackers, if Jalen Smith is on the team and Van Der Esch are on the team, there, if you're taking a linebacker in the first round, there's no place for him to play uh, right now. You know, unless they make a, a big change, and uh, because they they have not shown any. Um, uh, desire to to have um, you know three traditional linebackers on the field in this defense. And if you're going to use your base defense as a nickel, then one of those guys in the middle has to be a guy that can create havoc. Not somebody that can stand up and hold up against a double team. Somebody that can create problems because you've got one less guy close to the line of scrimmage to help you out if you're always in nickel and just two linebackers, and sometimes just one linebacker or standing up one on the line of scrimmage, uh, somebody in the middle has to be uh, just disruptive as hell uh, to be able to uh, control the run. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, because the one thing that you could do, if there was, you know, a, uh, I just throw out a, you know, you know, one of these linebackers who is uh, can come in and make an impact. Say you got a mid first round, ten to ten to fifteen pick, and there's a linebacker that you really like. You can play him starter type snaps in the nickel, but then you got to find a spot for. Jalen to get his 60 snaps a game in that nickel defense as a rusher or something. You got to get versatile. Uh, now here's here's the other assuming, thing. Assuming you think Vander Esch is the guy, you know, with his pass uh, coverage ability. Yeah, and here's the other thing. And 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 if you you know have any semblance of an off off season, you know maybe. Uh, if you are sold on Randy Gregory being an every-down defensive end, uh, then maybe you can transition Alden Smith inside and say, you're my three technique. Go at it. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and he's kind of built like one right now, and, and he is quick, mm-hmm. uh, but he hasn't played that much inside. So that would kind of shore up that position. Then you have the Gallimores and the Antoine Woods uh, to kind of hold up at the at the one technique, um, but then again, uh, you, you need another three technique behind uh, whoever is the starter there, and they really don't. Well, you got Tristan Hill also, and Tristan Hill coming back. Uh-huh. I forgot about him. Yes, uh, yeah. and he was yeah. he was somewhat disruptive. You know, I I, I think yeah. we we forget how well he was playing and how much they miss him. Uh, in the middle with mm-hmm. how active he was and how quick he was. Uh, so that would be a, a good one-two punch in the middle there. Yeah, and then the other thing is the you know the Cowboys have never wanted to spend a, a g- good money on the 30-year-old play, veteran free agents, but they had to this year with Poe and McCoy, and they both got – I mean, uh, McCoy got hurt, and Poe obviously uh, wasn't ready to play. And uh, and they got burned there big time yeah. in that defensive tackle position. Yeah, and then they tried so. to nibble at the safety position, and they got burned there. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, a couple of the, the veteran free agents that they signed to kind of be hole pluggers uh, didn't plug anything. Right, exactly. They plugged their bank account. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hurt the salary cap, right? And there you go. All right. Well, that does it. We do, uh, somehow we filled 45 minutes without Everson Walls. Oh, no. I didn't Everson is it. expected back tomorrow. Yes, he is. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Well, very good. And uh, hopefully the Ravens will play as scheduled tomorrow afternoon. They'll be kicking off right when we get off the air tomorrow. Uh, they kick off at uh, just after 2.30 Dallas time. We might have to do a pregame Pittsburgh. segment yeah. on that game. That's right. We'll have our Ravens pregame show uh, coming up uh, tomorrow here on uh, Mix Shots. Make it a good Tuesday, and we will see you again on Wednesday at 1.30 for Mix Shots. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!